Day one of NHL free agency was insane, especially for the Dallas Stars. A few moves that I know I, for one, did not necessarily see coming. And on today's episode, we'll be looking to break down each move and figure out the meaning behind each player that is the newest member of the team and why some players are departing and signing elsewhere. We're going to break it all down on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Sunday, July 2nd. And today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and the same comes for your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, Thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And just a little bit of housekeeping before we get underway, uh, talking about all the newest Dallas Stars player, Matt Duchesne, Craig Smith, Sam Steele, as well as some of the departed uh, Dallas Stars players no longer playing with the organization uh, putting out an episode, obviously you're seeing this on a Sunday uh, because I will not be putting out an episode on Tuesday. That is July 4th in the United States. So we'll have a normal week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but no episode Tuesday. So consider this uh, an episode being made up for the one that we will lose on Tuesday. But plenty to discuss here before the week even begins as NHL free agency opened yesterday on Saturday morning, afternoon, depends on what part of the country you live in. Uh, and plenty of wild and interesting moves made throughout the entire NHL. And I expected the Dallas Stars to be active. I didn't necessarily expect them to be active to the extent that they were. And if I'm being 100% honest, I don't really know if I saw any of these moves coming. Uh, I think I could could have predicted a few of the, the, you know, the players departing from the Stars. But the way in which, you know, at least one of them departed and what the Stars got in return not necessarily what I was expecting. Uh, you know, there I kept getting surprised with every single re-signee or, you know, contract. Not really. I guess we didn't get a contract extension, but uh, new free agents signed by the team. Uh, and, you know, it, I just felt like the punch just kept coming. But I, I don't know if I was necessarily disappointed, pleased. It's all, you know, my, my mind and emotions with all of it are all over the place, as I'm sure many of yours are as well. Uh, as we all have the best interest of the team in mind, hoping that they can get the pieces necessary in order to contend and hopefully win uh, in you know a Stanley Cup next season. But obviously, if you're going to talk about what went down yesterday, you have to start with the big fish. The biggest pool of the day was forward Matt Duchesne, a former Nashville Predator, former Colorado Avalanche, a, a rival turned ally if you will. Now, one of the newest members of the Dallas Stars organization, maybe the move that caught me off guard the most, but I really don't hate it. Uh, the Stars added a 
very solid and serviceable veteran forward for only one year, $3 million. Not a ton of money, but a guy certainly who still has plenty of value uh, to offer in his NHL career. Certainly not the youngest amongst the free agent class at 32 years old, but still, uh, you know, even though he's in his early 30s, still a very solid, very productive player for the Nashville Predators over the past few seasons, especially in 2021-2022, where he recorded 43 goals. There was a little bit of a dip in production this past year, uh, but I think that that was not just something that affected him, but really the entire Nashville Predators team was not as effective offensively as they had been in previous seasons. And I don't necessarily think a ton of that was on the players themselves, and I think that Duchesne certainly could come in and provide a nice juice spark of offense for the Dallas Stars lineup. And if you look at the roster in general, it's shaping up to be quite nice, especially that top nine where you would have Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski, Ben, Johnston, Dodonoff. All six of those players are for sure locked in. Then you, you know, it's just hypothetical third line, Marchment, Sagan, Duchesne. Not too bad. <laughs> I, I think that you want to talk about putting a guy who can score goals next to Tyler Sagan. Hopefully we'll see a, a nice bounce back season for Mason Marchman on one side. But if you put Matt Duchesne on the other, I think that that's a very effective one-two punch. A guy in Duchesne who certainly can score his fair share of goals. And then Tyler Sagan, hopefully either making plays or scoring goals in his own right. I think that that could be a very interesting trio if you put those three together, and then even a hypothetical fourth line of Delandria, Fox, Stankoven could could be very fun. I, I, that's a weird line. I don't necessarily know how well it would work. Obviously, only two of those guys have played NHL minutes, but it's all hypothetical at this point. Uh, and really, we probably won't have a very clear idea until training camp rolls around, but it's fun to speculate, especially with a guy like Matt Duchesne, who's never necessarily been a superstar player. He's been an all-star twice in his career, but he's only scored 30-plus goals twice throughout the entirety of his time in the NHL. But I would you know, venture to say that 20 to 25 goals for Matt Duchesne on the Stars as a middle six player would be pretty good. I mean, you look at this Nashville Predators roster, and of course you have Philip Forsberg, you have Roman Yossi, but Matt Duchesne was expected to be one of the top guys, maybe a top three scorer on the team. That was the expectation where now he comes to a place like Dallas and that expectation is lifted off his shoulders quite a bit because you have Rope Hintz, you have Jason Robertson, you have Jamie Benn who had a bounce back year last year. Wyatt Johnston is going to be looking to duplicate, if not outperform what he did in his rookie season. I mean, you had Joe Pavelski, even to some extent, you have so many other scoring options that Duchesne falls down the list quite a bit, not because he's not talented, but because he's joining a team already filled with so much talent. You could argue that, you know, that could be one of the best top nines in the NHL uh, with Matt Duchesne joining the mix. And I'd be curious to see where he slots in in the five on five lineup, but he can also play his fair share of special teams, particularly on the power play, which would be a breath of fresh air potentially for the stars who certainly could use a boost on that second unit. I think there's going to be some retooling and adjustments made for that second unit. I feel like Tyler Sagan is probably going to stay in place, but then everyone else, uh, it's just going to depend on who slots in well. I think you could put Duchesne on there, maybe Mason Marchment. Maybe if you get Niels Lundquist or Thomas Harley developed properly, you could have them quarterbacking that power play. And then, you know, maybe you throw Wyatt Johnston back on that crew as well. And, you know, just kind of let it shake out and see what you can get. But Duchesne's certainly a prime candidate to be somewhere on the Stars power play, especially on that second unit. And I know the, the easy response and 
likely a, you know, a fitting response in a lot of ways is that, well, Matt Duchesne's a fine player, but he's not a defenseman. That's really what the Dallas Stars kind of you know need, and that's what a lot of us are saying and feel like they need in order to be a better team, in order to truly contend for a Stanley Cup next season. And while I agree, I do think the Stars still definitely need help on the blue line. They definitely still need to bolster that defensive core. I think the addition of a guy like Matt Duchesne for one year, $3 million, is a, a great pickup. I really do like this move right now. A veteran guy who can contribute on the ice, but also off of it as well in the locker room. He has so much experience, not just playing in the NHL, but also on the international stage in the Olympics, the World Cup of Hockey. He's played in so many different international competitions. He's just a pure hockey competitor, and that's going to be very welcomed in this Stars organization in that locker room. I think he's going to get along pretty well with the guys already there, and he can join that veteran core of Ben Pavelski, Sagan, uh, Suter, Lindell. I mean, you already have a pretty nice core of guys that have been around the game for a while, and a lot of those guys have been now been in the Stars locker room for a good handful of seasons, some of them longer than others. But Duchesne, having played against the Stars so much in his career, having spent a good chunk of his career in the Central Division, probably knows these guys pretty well. And I think that he'll fit in just fine. And I think he'll make for a good addition to the Dallas Stars organization. Maybe not the guy, the guy that we were expecting, uh, but it certainly doesn't make the team worse. Uh, I think it does make the team better to some extent. And maybe the mindset is, who needs defense if you can score five or six goals a game? And it seems like the Stars' offense could be even more lethal than it was last season with the addition of a player like Duchesne to the lineup. But I want to know what you guys think as we're walking through all of these moves. If you're watching on YouTube, hop in the comment section down below and let me know how you feel about the move to get Duchesne, as well as all of the other moves that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Craig Smith and Sam Steele. Joel Hanley has been re-signed by the Stars. And we, of course, have a few players who are for sure departing or have already departed. Uh, for other NHL clubs through free agency and even one through a trade. So we'll hop in the comment section down below and let me know what you think about all of these moves. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every single day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy to get me through my day. I drink AG1 in the morning before making my coffee and it makes me feel unstoppable. And it helps get me going in the morning. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day as we continue to carry on talking about the moves that the Stars made on day one of NHL free agency here in the summer of 2023. Matt Duchesne, of course, is a Dallas star, but there's a few other forwards that got signed by the organization yesterday. Craig Smith. And Sam Steele, Craig Smith comes to the Dallas Stars uh, from Washington, actually played at the start of last season with the Boston Bruins and then was a part of that trade for Dmitry Orloff that sent him to Boston. Uh, and in exchange, the Bruins, you know, sent a bunch of players, prospects out. But one of those players was Craig Smith. Smith, to me, initially feels like a potential replacement for Luke Glendening, just in terms of 
his ability, position, uh, and seemingly from what I could find, what he brings to the table in terms of his skill set. But I'm not necessarily sure where he plays. And I kind of feel this way about both of these players, both with Smith and with Sam Steele. Uh, I think that both of them have the potential to be pretty decent third or fourth line players for the Stars. It's just a matter of where you potentially see them slotting in. Uh, and, you know, if, if they're able to get a ton of minutes, I walked through earlier what the top nine could look like. And I feel like all of all all of those guys probably have roster spots locked in. I feel like the same could be said for Roddick Foxa. And I really feel like Ty Delandria, even though he hasn't technically signed a new extension yet at the time of recording this, I feel like once he does get that extension signed, that he's not going to go anywhere either and that he's all but guaranteed a spot on the roster. So that really would only leave one consistent playing time spot for potentially one of these players in Craig Smith or Sam Steele. Craig Smith, again, pretty decent score for a guy that you're probably only going to put on the third or fourth line. Pretty decent in the faceoff circle as well, winning 40% of his draws. I mean, this is the player that I feel the least about. I'm not necessarily devastated that the Stars went out and signed him, uh, but I definitely, you know, I talk about how I wasn't expecting these moves. This one, I feel like I was expecting the least. Uh, I know this is a guy who, you know, played with the Nashville Predators for a good chunk of his career. And so, you know, the stars are pretty familiar with him. And I know that's something that Jim Nell mentioned once the deal was done, that they're familiar with him. They've always liked his game. He thinks that, you know, there's something to be said of his veteran experience. I mean, he is 33 years old, been in the league for quite some time. So I think that there is some value there. But you also are adding that in Matt Duchesne. And there's other avenues to add that as well with maybe some more effective players that might get more minutes on the ice. And for all I know, maybe Craig Smith, you know, swoops in and steals a roster spot somewhere. But based on some of the lineup potential that we talked about in the last segment, I just don't necessarily see it. And the same could be said uh, for Sam Steele, who I feel like maybe has a little bit more potential coming in at age 25, a little bit younger. Uh, you like to have a little bit more speed out there. I know at times the stars felt a little bit slow and maybe a step behind to some of the other teams, especially in that Seattle and Vegas series. Sam Steele, I think, could go out there and be a pretty decent skater uh, down on the third or fourth line. He has been an Anaheim Duck for the majority of his career. The first four seasons of his time in the NHL were spent in Anaheim before he joined the Wild last season, where he had uh, the best season of his young career, scoring 10 goals. Uh, pretty impressive outing from him overall, racking up 18 assists as well. Definitely not a bad player, a guy who I think is still kind of getting his feet under him. Uh, I believe he was a 30th overall pick uh, in his respective draft class back whenever he entered the league. So he's made a pretty nice career for himself, despite not being one of the premier picks in his draft class. So you do have to give him credit there. And I know there were even times during that series against the Wild in the first round of the playoffs that it felt like he was just flying all over the ice and being a little bit of a pest at times against the Dallas Stars. He can, it seems, play on the penalty kill which could be a nice addition for the team. But I think the Stars are going to have a lot of those bases covered with guys that they've been able to retain, Rope Hintz, Ty Delandria. Uh, but of course, I guess it doesn't hurt to have too much depth uh, for the penalty kill. And that's one of the things that the Stars did best last season. And they'll probably be looking to replace a few players like Luke Glendinning and Yoel Kiviranta. But uh, both of these guys, again, I don't necessarily feel too strongly one way or another because they're both pretty inoffensive signings for the organization, especially with their specifics 
in their contracts. Both of them only signed for one season. Sam Steele only going to be making $850,000 next year, whereas Craig Smith clocks in at $1 million. So they're not breaking the bank. They're not going to be making too much money with the organization, and they're not going to be sticking around for too long, which you do have to give props to Jim Nill there. If the plan is to hold on to these guys long-term, they're not going to be hurting the team with term uh, and you know cap space that's going to be burning the team down the road. However, again, I keep coming back to the fact that it doesn't necessarily seem like there's going to be a consistent spot for them on the team night in and night out. And, you know, I feel like both guys, even though Sam or yeah, Sam Steele, I, I keep getting the names mixed up somehow. Too many S's coming in there. But Sam Steele, even though he's 25 years old and you could say, well, maybe he's an AHL guy. I think that he has earned his time in the NHL and it would be a step backwards for him. Uh, to go to the AHL, and it just feels like that you know would be counterproductive for what the Stars are trying to do and what the Stars are trying to build. And you definitely don't want to send Craig Smith down there coming in at age 33. Again, that would also be weird. A guy who has also earned his spot in the NHL and built a pretty nice career for himself as well. So I'm just a little bit confused as to why they were acquired by the team, especially, again, touching on the need for defensive depth and bolstering that blue line, it makes me think that these guys could potentially be trade pieces either now or maybe sometime in the future and maybe even farther down the road come actual NHL trade deadline time during the season because the Stars still have about $1.3 million left in current cap space, which definitely uh, is not a ton to work with. But, you know, maybe you can, you know, move off of both of these guys or one of them and that opens up a little bit more space and maybe they're going to look to move on from some other players as well. Who's to say? It's a big mystery right now, especially the addition of both these players. I don't necessarily hate the additions because they're inoffensive in terms of what they bring to the table and their skill set. And I guess, you know, they're not going to be taking up too much of the cap space, but just feels a little bit underwhelming. Matt Duchesne is a little bit, packs a little bit bigger of a punch. You can practically, you know, see where he's going to go in the lineup and see where his services would be used and how he would be utilized night in and night out. I just don't necessarily see it with both of these guys. I think they're fine players and I think that they could slot in somewhere maybe, you know, if needed, but also I could just see them, you know, kind of sitting around and not really having a ton to do, which would not be the most effective use of that money. Even though it's not a ton of money, only one of them making a million dollars and one of them making less than a million dollars. You'd like to get the most out of everyone that you possibly can. So I'm very curious to see what the motivation was with these players and what the motivation could be using them going forward, whether they are going to be a part of the lineup. Maybe the plan is to use these guys and trade somebody else currently on the team who has a bigger contract. And maybe you look to bolster the, the roster there and you look to, little, to get a little bit deeper while keeping both of these players on way cheaper price tags. And it's just that time of year where all you can do is speculate and you look at it from every single angle. But ultimately, no one really knows outside of the people in those front offices having those conversations. But Jim Nill did just win GM of the year. And so I'm not going to stop trusting him just yet. I imagine uh, that there is still plenty in the works for this organization this offseason. Third and final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Stars with all of the new additions comes uh, a little bit of change as well. And, you know, there was some re-signings and some trades that happened with the Stars organization. The actual first move of the day uh, was a re-signing for the Stars. Again, another unexpected move, something that I did not see coming. The Dallas Stars announced on Saturday that they would be re-signing defenseman Joel Hanley, 32 years old. I 
didn't necessarily think he'd be coming back. He was one of the players at the start of the offseason that his contract was ending. And I just assumed that he would be on his way, potentially going to play somewhere else. But I was very wrong about that. Obviously, the stars like him and like what he brings to the table. Uh, he's, you know, uh, and, and, and that's not a surprise in itself. I know that he's been spoken highly of by his teammates, coaches, and the organization. I can understand uh, why the organization does like him. He's kind of the ideal seventh defenseman for this organization, and it seems like that might continue to be his role uh, for the next two seasons, making less than $800,000. So, uh, again, a pretty cheap price tag for this contract for Joe Hanley, who I don't imagine is going to be getting regular defensive rotation minutes, but if someone goes down or someone needs a break, I have no problem with Joel Hanley coming in and playing a handful of games. I think he's a, uh, you know, it feels weird to say underrated, but a guy who certainly can go out there against any team on any night and definitely hold his own uh, on both sides of the ice. So uh, definitely a surprise, but given, you know, that it's a two-year deal and he's going to be making less than 800K each season, Definitely don't have a problem with it, and obviously I think he's going to be excited as well to be staying in the same place that he's been for the past handful of seasons. So good on Joel Hanley for continuing uh, to stay with the Dallas Stars, and hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of him this season. But with the new additions and with the new contracts for guys like Hanley and Dodonoff, come a few departures, including Colin Miller, who is one of the newest members of the New Jersey Devils organization. Colin Miller was traded to the Devils in exchange for a fifth-round pick in 2025 definitely feels like an underwhelming deal feels like the stars could have gotten more i know colin miller was far from the most valuable defenseman on the team but i do feel like that there were moments where he was a very effective player on defense but i know he also packs one of the heaviest shots in the nhl a very fast slap shot from the top of the offensive zone and I mean, I don't think he's going to go and be a groundbreaking player for the Devils, but I do think that their defensive core does get a little bit better. And really for the Stars, it feels weird because, again, defense is the area of concern. Defense is the area that needs the most adjustment. And you traded away one of the players that contributes to that and, you know, seemingly didn't really add anything back unless you want to count Joel Hanley, which again, I don't think that that's necessarily a proper replacement long-term for a player like Colin Miller. And that again is another reason why I don't think the Dallas Stars are necessarily done making moves. But we also did see a handful of players, uh, or, you know, some of them have officially departed and signed contracts with other teams and others. It's just inevitable. And we'll probably see them sign contracts here over the next few days if they haven't done so already while either recording this or uploading it. But Luke Glendinning, for sure not coming back. He is one of the newest members of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. We also knew after the extension of Evgeny Dodonov that we probably would not be seeing the return of Max Domi. And despite the efforts of the stars who were interested in keeping him and Domi was interested in staying in Dallas, their camps were both in communication. They just could not come to an agreement on price and term. And I completely understand that Domi wants to earn what he, he believes he's worth. I think that he's worth a pretty good amount of money given how he played for this team. And it's just a shame that the Dallas Stars could not match whatever he wanted. So hopefully he's able to go somewhere where he can contribute, make what he thinks is fair, and hopefully get to stay there long term. Because I know he's been on the move over the past several seasons, and it's been quite some time since he's been able to settle down in one place. Wish it could have worked out for him here in Dallas, but that's just the nature of the beast. And that is the business side of the NHL rearing its head in this situation. So Max Domi likely not coming back to the organization. Neither will Yoel Kiviranta, who I know has had his share of ups and downs in the organization. But, you know, when you talk about ups and downs, almost no one in this organization has reached the highs uh, that he did back in 2020. 
in the bubble in Edmonton whenever he scored that hat trick in Game 7 against the Colorado Avalanche to send the Stars to the Western Conference Final. Um, that's a, a memory that I know will be living forever in our minds uh, as we continue continue on in our lives. Uh, such a huge moment for the organization, a huge moment for him, and I imagine that he will find work somewhere else in this league. A pretty solid penalty killer, a guy who can provide excellent depth on the third or fourth line for any NHL team. Uh, and it's just a shame. I feel like he could pop up and you know provide some problems for the Dallas Stars with whatever new team uh, he finds himself playing with coming up this season. And the last piece of the puzzle that still hasn't really gone anywhere yet is Ty Delandria, who hasn't re-signed, but he did receive a qualifying offer from the Stars, so they maintain the negotiating rights for Ty Delandria. So we'll see what comes of that. Again, I'm anticipating that Delandria would we don't know what that qualifying offer was, or at least I don't, but you would think he'd be interested in sticking around on a team that is ready to compete for championships now. And he could be a pretty solid contributor as he was, you know, a fantastic player, especially, uh, you know, in the regular season, but then even in the playoffs at times, we know he had that great game against the Vegas golden Knights in game five of the Western conference final really think that he's starting to hit his stride as an NHL player excited to hopefully see him back sometime soon. And it's just a matter of him looking to sign whatever a contract extension looks like for him. But with that move and still the need to bolster the defense and make the defensive core better, all of those combined with just the fact that we still have plenty of offseason left and this is only day one of free agency, I don't think the Stars are done making moves. I personally will not pretend to know or anticipate what's coming. As I've said multiple times this episode, I was very much caught off guard by a lot of these moves, Some sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a not so happy way, and some of them in a pretty neutral way. But I really didn't see a lot of these moves coming. And so I just know with a guy like Jim Neal, who tends to be pretty crafty with what he can do, I anticipate that there are more moves on the way. Uh, and I, for one, cannot wait to see what else comes uh, just because the, the anticipation is just killing me. And I'm ready to kind of know what the roster, what the lineup is going to look like for this team. I think they added some pretty good pieces, especially Matt Duchesne. But the job certainly is not done. It's a step in the right direction. But I just know I have a hunch that there is more coming, and we will, of course, be covering it all here at Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Remember, we are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media, uh, for sure, on Instagram, Twitter. Who knows what's happening with Twitter? I know that there was a, a lot of shenanigans with the whole you know exceeded limits and the amount of tweets you can read uh just awful awful timing for that to happen on the first day of nhl free agency we're still on there right now uh and we'll see what the future of that looks like as uh, elon musk continues to just play games with twitter but that's a different conversation for a different day but i hope you guys enjoy your sunday uh, and we will see you back here tomorrow probably with some more updates and analysis and breakdowns of whatever other moves the dallas stars make in free agency. So I hope you guys enjoy your day. Take care of yourselves and we will see you back here tomorrow.